Hey folks, I'm Chad Forswick, the Basement Dweller, and I want to hear about your basements. For the next three hours, I will be taking your calls, questions, and concerns about basements. So call me at 1-800-BASE-FAN and tell me about your ground dwelling. You ever have a bike or large box and you need to put it somewhere? Yeah, welcome to America and start packing that basement. You got a hole in the ground? Shit! Put some walls around that and a roof and now we're talking. Basements, 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 basements. Tell me about your drywall. Tell me about all the dead mice you have found in your various rat traps. Tell me about all the Capri Sun wrappers you have to swim through just to touch the cement. Ah, basements! First caller, you're in the hole zone. Am I on? Big fan, Chad. I don't know how I'd live life without your basement dwelling advice. My name's Cynthia- Shut up and get to the basement talk, you centipede of a woman! Well, last week my friend told me that she was moving out of her garden apartment into a skyloft condo. Let's just say we're no longer friends. Good call, Cindy. And I hope your friend gets hit by a bus and is buried above the ground so the birds can feed on her corpse. Uh, next caller! Hey, basement dweller. I was just wondering about your opinion on some carpet squares me and my husband have been looking at to help finish our basement. We have a baby on the way, and the colors we have- Don't even tell me any more details. It's always mild gray, or you can go down to Mexico. I hope you and your husband have 50 babies together and buy a sub-level mansion one day. No, 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 no. Next call! Hello, Chad. It's Dusty Dan. Oh, God, Dusty Dan laid on me, my base brother. Yeah, Chad. I got some crazy news about some hot new developments in fur and strip technology. Dusty Dan, you excite me sexually with your news. Same here, Chad. Same here. But anyways, rumor has it that Total Basement Global is developing a fur and strip technology that itself adheres itself. Dusty Dan, I have to go find a rope to hang myself with because I can't live in a world with such perfection in basement technologies. And now to commercials. You are listening to Brian Weekly. Looking for a new home? Then come on down to New Horrors, Virginia. It's a great place for the whole family. It's a great place for corpses. Stop in at our Community Welcome Center just off I-75 to see a map of your new home in New Horrors, Virginia. Our friendly staff is available 24 hours a day to direct you to a clean restroom and answer any question you might have about New Horrors, Virginia. How much does a home cost? Are the vending machines working? Just ask our attendant, the one who looks like he's dying. He's extra rude. New Horse, Virginia. 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 New Horse. In local news just around the corner, right-wing militia groups have flocked to the ranching compound of illiterate messianic hayseed Colton Burpo. In a series of erratic press conferences, Burpo has stated that he is a sovereign consciousness and he will under no circumstances repay the $300 I loaned him in 2011 as money is not real, according to the Lord. Lots of men have different ways to get women into the sack, but I prefer a more scientific approach to betting the fair sex. That's why I'm a 
quantum pickup artist. I met Mauve Dixon, born Harold Redgewater Beeswax, outside the Titanium Dingus, the latest sleek ultra lounge in Ferndale's burgeoning mineral district. He wore a rayon print shirt, open to the navel despite the autumn chill. I saw him shiver as a breeze shook the stingy locks of hair half-heartedly arranged in an attempt to cover his baldness. While consulting a glass of lukewarm still water and at least three loaves of complimentary bread, Mauve explained his controversial approach. We live in a complex system of systems which I subtly manipulate in order to get laid. If the flapping of a butterfly's wings can change the course of a typhoon, then slight adjustments can set a woman on a path directly to my bed. At any time, Mauve says that he has at least 20 women in various states of preparation, their waveforms nearing the point where the laws of causality allow him to make carnal contact. By way of proof, he shows me a large scrapbook with pictures of his conquest and the list of actions that preceded Nights of Passion. Oh, let me see. There's so many. Uh, mailed a blank postcard, added a one gram weight to her gym bag. <laughs> this one's a classic. Applied gentle wind via hand fan. How successful have you been with this technique? Look, look you can measure success however you want, but, but you need to understand that, that I'm all man. I'm, I'm so much man. Way more man than... than than any of these women can handle. <laughs> At this point in the interview, Dixon looks over his shoulder. His beak-like nose more pronounced than the profile and his skin condition, impetigo undiagnosed, blossomed red like the Mediterranean sunset. He seemed then to notice the angry gaze of the waiter. We should go. We retire to his 1996 Silver Ford Escort, heading downtown to reap the benefit of the year's work. Mauve's target is a woman in her late 20s, named with help pending future legal action whom Mauve has tried to influence since 2010. When I first saw her in the public library, I nudged one of her books slightly to one side, and then later, I put a 2005 penny in her boot while she waited for a bus. And just two days ago, I poured a glass of water on her head while she exited a bar. Water wasn't really necessary, but it is psychologically priming for what I have in mind for her. Dixon spends the rest of the short drive licking his lips and rubbing the knees of his greasy pants together. We find her outside a local cafe. I wait in the car, which Mauve insisted be left running, just in case, while he crossed the street. He attempts to gracefully hop over the two-foot-high fence, Hup. but instead snags his foot and careens over her table, managing to bring it down on top of him. <laughs> Bruised, blood and coffee covering the remains of his tattered shirt, he attempts to engage her. The words are difficult to discern, but I hear, You're ready for me, spoken several times. She responds by striking him across the face with her book, The Mist of Avalon, $23 hardback, and smashing him repeatedly with her boot. God, we gotta go. We gotta go. Go, 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 go. So, do you see this as a setback? Uh, oh, yeah, this, uh, this changes things for sure, but, but it really means that I need to continue nudging her timeline before I try to direct a meeting again. Yeah? Yeah. We might smear some beans on our door. Goya, 30 cents. That might be a good start. As evening draws to a close, Mauve asks if I want to accompany him to an elementary school, where he'll rearrange wood chips and sabotage tire swings in order to set a chain of events in motion that will, decades from now, result in him having sex. I decline. All right, man, all right. And, and hey, remember, the future's a puzzle. Love me, believe it. He lets me off at a street corner, where I call the police from a payphone and suggest that they be on the lookout for a bleeding middle-aged man wandering around an empty playground. 
This episode of Brian Weekly was written and performed by Brandon Kirkman, Chris Schock, Kathy Fisher, Michael Arthur, and Max Eddy. Music by Michael Arthur. Need more Brian? Visit us at brianweekly.com, subscribe on iTunes, or follow us on Twitter at Brian Weekly. Brian Weekly would like to issue a correction to the credits for last week's episode. Chris Schock was not credited for her work on Dick Pick History which she conceived and co-wrote. This was my fault, and I'm very sorry for all the mistakes I've made and the people I've hurt. I'm just, I'm a piece of shit. I'm garbage. And I never meant for any of this to happen. I'm so sorry. (laughs) 